Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to another edition of the 1620 The Jays podcast. I am Josh Peterson. We appreciate you, as always, for joining us for another episode. Before we get to this week's conversations, I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And be sure to share it with some of your fellow Creighton Blue Jay fans as well. We have a really good show coming up for you. Later on, we'll have an interview that John Bishop and myself had on Unsportsmanlike Conduct earlier. Earlier this week with Kirsten Bernthal-Booth, of course the head coach of the Creighton Volleyball team, as they prepare for another NCAA tournament run. Had a awesome conversation with her. You will hear that momentarily. But first, Connor Happer of the Connor Happer Show will stop by to give us an update on what is going on around the world of Creighton Athletics. Again, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Here is Connor Happer. All right, thank you, Josh. Welcome back. More of the 1620 The Jays podcast this week. Now, there's just a few things going on right now, but it's all big stuff. Men's basketball, women's basketball, and of course, volleyball as they head into the NCAA tournament this weekend. I just want to sort of update and get a rundown on the last week or so for them, and then the next week or so. Next week, I'll have new Creighton women's soccer coach Jimmy Walker on the podcast, so we are looking forward to catching up with uh, the newest Jays coach on campus. But for now, we got you know, big, big situations for men's basketball, women's basketball, and volleyball. We'll start with volleyball. The now 10-time defending Big East regular season champ, they will start their NCAA tournament run Friday against Colgate at 630. It's at home. DJ Sokol Arena. They also get to bring in a couple other teams as part of their sort of pod in the NCAA tournament as a national seed. Utah State and Minnesota will play each other at four at DJ Sokol Arena. And then the winners will play each other on Saturday at 630. Now the winner of that will likely head to Louisville because they're the two seed in Creighton's bracket. Three and two sort of match up with each other. But... In the event of an upset and Louisville goes down in the opening weekend, there is a chance that the second weekend could be in Omaha at DJ Sokol Arena. So uh, they're the one seed in Creighton, Creighton's bracket is Pitt, but they're, of course, on the other side. So there is a chance you could get back-to-back weekends of volleyball at home at, for Creighton in the opening couple rounds of the NCAA tournament. But... Just win the games and sort of see what see what happens next. Uh, they're finally healthy. They have a chance, of course, to make a run in the in the NCAA tournament. Kendra Waite was the Big East Player of the Year this year. Um, so they had the they had the Big East Player of the Year this year and the preseason Big East Player of the Year, Nora Sis. And of course, she missed that stretch of I think it was about eleven games in the middle of the season. She's back. She's fully healthy. And Creighton just feels really primed to make some big noise here in, in this NCAA tournament. Obviously, it's a, it's an experienced group, and they're really, really decorated. Coming off of one of the Big East tournament 
and winning uh, their a share of the Big East title for the 10th consecutive year in the regular season. So Friday 6.30 against Colgate, and then if you win it, you go Saturday 6.30 against the winner of Utah State and Minnesota, and then we wait uh, for next weekend. Women's basketball back into the top 25 in the coaches' poll. Uh, coming up this week, they'll play this weekend. They'll play at home on Sunday. So a busy three days in a row for DJ Sokol Arena. Sunday, they host Northern Iowa at one o'clock. The Jays had the entire week this week off, as last week they got back, and last weekend they got back from Cancun over Thanksgiving. They went two and zero in the Cancun Challenge. They beat Georgia Tech and Michigan State. Lauren Jensen was the MVP of the Cancun Classic, and Morgan Molly was on the all tournament team. You continue to look at them and you know it's it's thin, but man, they have played a lot of basketball together. Um now there's not too many bodies on the bench, but those those starters are gonna take them a long way, and at least we're gonna find out how far the starters can take them because those are basically the options they have. Hopefully they can get a little bit healthier as the season goes along, but it's a it's a thin bench for Creighton. But they're back into the top twenty five in the coaches poll. Uh Lauren Jensen on top of winning the Cancun Tournament MVP, she was also named the Big East Player of the Week. This past week, uh, the Jays, amazingly, I, I couldn't believe this, J- Creighton hasn't had a Big East Women's Player of the Week since Emma Ronsick won it in February of 2001. Late February of, or, I'm sorry, 2001, 2021, um, which feels like a long time for as competitive as Creighton has been over the last couple calendar years here. So we're going on almost three years since that has been the case. Um, and so congratulations to Lauren as she gets the Big East Player of the Week, and it's you know, soon enough, right around the corner, we'll be headed in to conference play. Uh, men's basketball, a less successful Thanksgiving and a less exotic trick trip. They go to Kansas City for the Hall of Fame Classic. They beat Loyola Chicago in a pretty standard fashion on the day before Thanksgiving, and then they came back right away and played Colorado State on Thanksgiving Day and just... Really didn't have it that day. They weren't. They weren't shooting. That the energy wasn't right. Colorado State is a pretty good team, um, and Colorado State took it to them that day. Creighton lost by twenty-one to have their first setback of the season. And so, at the time of recording this, we're, we're recording this on Thursday the thirtieth. So Creighton will play against Oklahoma State tonight in Stillwater. It's a big bounce back opportunity for them. So hopefully they they can take care of business there. Oklahoma State's been up and down this season. Not exactly sure where they're at from a health perspective. Um, so Creighton, you know, and, and Trey Alexander's kind of homecoming. He was talking about this week how he had to secure, you know, dozens of tickets for some family that wanted to make the trip up to Stillwater and watch him play college basketball close to home. So that's a cool uh, opportunity for him. And then um, quick turnaround right away, and you play Nebraska and Lincoln on Sunday. So two high major road games back to back coming off of the Kansas City tournament where you played a really, really good mid major in, in Colorado State. So you're getting into a little bit more of a challenging portion of your schedule than it backs off a little bit with um Central Michigan next weekend. Uh one more piece of news for men's basketball. Doesn't uh, impact the current team, but uh, I I guess it, it it does a little bit. Uh Doug McDermott will get his number retired the number three, and nobody's worn it since he's left. They were sort of reserving it for this date. And uh, he finally, we, we finally set a date, and Doug will be in town uh, for the game against Villanova on December the 20th. So that is sure to be 
uh, a fun night at the CHI Health Center. It'll be a packed crowd as it usually is. We get some number threes up in the crowd. That'll be really cool as uh, Doug made time in his schedule um, with the break that the Spurs are having, and he'll be back for the number retirement. He'll get his uh, jersey raised into the rafters on December the 20th. Okay, that's the update for this week. Uh, Josh and I will sit down and sort of do a little bit more of an in-depth one again in a couple weeks here as things sort of start to turn into conference play for both men's and women's basketball, and then we may have an answer on how volleyball is done by that point. But I can't wait to talk to Jimmy Walker next week, the new Creighton women's soccer coach, and, of course, plenty more great great content coming up here from the 1620 The Jays podcast. I'm Connor Happer. That's it for me this week. We will get it back to Josh. Connor, thanks a bunch. It is, of course, the end of the fall sports season, and the winter sports have started as well, so that kind of crossover period that we see all around the country. And speaking of that fall sports season coming to an end, volleyball season rolls on. We learned about the tournament field earlier this week, and on Monday's edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, we had a chance to talk to Kirsten Bernthal-Booth about the season at hand, what's upcoming in the NCAA tournament, and a whole lot more here is Kirsten Bernthal Booth. It was another great weekend for, well, volleyball everywhere. Uh, Omaha yes, made was. their first tournament a week ago. Nebraska, of course, is the number one overall seed, but for the 12th straight time, the Creighton Blue Jays under head coach Kirsten Bernthal Booth are headed to the NCAA tournament. They're doing so again as Big East regular and tournament champs, and the head coach joins us here on the 42 Degrees the Source Hotline. Coach Booth, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. You bet. Um, the old coaching or the the sports term is, is it harder to win the first one or is it harder to be the repeat? Well, you should know better than anyone. I mean, having repeated so many times, now that you've gone through it, looking back, is it harder to win that very first championship or is it just to continue this run that you've been on? Well, to win the first one is many years in the making, right? So, you know, when you're building a program and, and you're kind of consistently playing on house money, you know, you're the underdog the whole way through. So that was a long grind and so many women, you know, helped make that happen. And then, you know, sustaining is hard. I think the pressure is big. You know, I the team felt that some this year. We had to kind of work on that a little bit of, hey, if we don't win the Big East Championship, it doesn't mean we can't do what we want to do at the end of the season. If we don't win the turn, you know, those sort of things. Um, but I just saw a lot of matur- maturity and growth from them on, them on that. But um, they both have their challenges, and, you know, hopefully we can keep sustaining down the road. Coach, in terms of that growth um, that you saw from them, I, I want to go back to the Norris injury out for 11 matches earlier this year. What Two-part question. What did you learn about the team, and what do you think the players learned about themselves in that stretch? You know, we got we were fortunate enough to take a foreign tour this year. We can do that once every four years. And we were in Italy. And and when we played, we played everyone pretty consistently. And what we found was we were playing good volleyball regardless of who was on the court. And I think that really paid dividends when the injury happened. And and we haven't just had Nora's injury. We've had a variety of injuries that that starters have been out and people have stepped up. And so you know, as soon as those things happened, you know, we were able to say, hey, we know we're 18 deep and other people have an opportunity to step up. And I think we saw that time and time again. You've won 42 out of the last 43 sets since Nora returned. And then you mentioned the other injuries that were there throughout the season. Do you think your team 
is better than they would have been had this not happened? And of course, you mentioned the the overseas trip that certainly helped. Is it a different kind of better or is it just a more refined version of what you had prior, you know, to all the injuries happening? Yeah, it's a good question. I think I have trouble answering that. I, I think anytime you go through um, some hardship, you grow from it. And so I think, you know, they ended up having a lot of tough matches when Nora was out and things along those lines. We had to battle a lot. And so you gain some resiliency by anytime you go through anything uncomfortable. So I, I do think we're probably better for it. Do I ever wish that upon an athlete? You know, of course not. But a lot of times through hardship, you learn a lot. And I, I think I, I think the other good thing is if we run into trouble at some point uh, down the road, which is inevitable, we're going to be playing a lot of great teams. Uh, we have we can look to the bench for a spark that we feel comfortable that people are seasoned enough that they can go in and bring a spark onto the court. Coach, along the lines of John's question, you know, he mentioned all of the the sets and, and the the very few, the one set that you've dropped in the last 15 matches that you've won. I, I, obviously not a whole lot of adversity, I guess, in terms of a, a match getting all the way to a fourth or fifth. Does that mean anything going into the tournament that that maybe that pressure hasn't been on the group in, in recent matches? I think it can be good and bad. I mean, we're confident. Uh, we're disciplined. I think I think that's something that we've talked a lot about with this year is we're not going to give up string, strings of points. We're going to be disciplined if we lose a point because the other team earns it or we make an error, we're going to come back with the next point. So those things have been consistently good, and those things can really pay dividends, especially mentally down the road. But you're, I mean, you're exactly right. When we lost, we lost a close game to St. John's a few weeks ago, and my exact comment in the huddle was, this is good for us. Because, of course, you want your team to get punched some. I do think we have some seasoned players that have been punched plenty in their career, and they know they're resilient. So I... I don't anticipate this team ever folding or giving up or, you know, so, but, uh, but those are the questions, right? You know, you like to to have some adversity and we haven't from a game standpoint in the last uh, month or so, haven't had a ton of that, but, but they're just, they're playing good discipline ball. And so I, I guess I would take that over the other. Coach Kirsten Bernthal Booth, Creighton Volleyball, uh, hosting Colgate this weekend and then hopefully either Minnesota or Utah State in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Can it be harder to get the players' attention when when you are on such a run because any little problem you might be able to identify either on film or in the match itself can be looked at as nitpicking? Well, I think sometimes they feel that way because, you know, we've won some games pretty handily and and I'm focused on the things that we're not doing well. But I, I think that they get it. You know, they they are smart enough players that fans might not see that a free ball is not perfectly on the net, but they understand that instead of three options, we have two options. That's a big deal. Come down, you know come the long term. So they've been uh, at least receptive, at least to my face on us still locking into a lot of things. Um, but there's always opportunities to get better. And, you know, I joke that I'm, I'm looking for perfection and obviously we're not a sport of perfection, but we want to get as close as we can. You mentioned getting punched in the mouth um, at various points in the career. Like, do you want them to use like that as motivation? Is this something that you're going to bring up tough NCAA tournament exits as a motivator? Like, does that come up in the conversations this week? Um, I, I feel like, you know, I mean, I watched an interview yesterday that Kiana did and she said, you know, we've been disappointed with the way the last couple of years have ended. And, you know, we've obviously had some adversity as we're all aware with some injuries that have happened in inopportune times, but, um, you know, I think we've got to move forward on that. I, I don't think it will not be a big talking point 
other than, you know, we just, uh, we will steady with the same thing. Every match is valuable one match at a time. You know, our focus will be on Colgate. um, And then, you know, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to play again on Saturday night. Volleyball coach Kirsten Bernthal Booth, Creighton headed to their 12th straight NCAA tournament. You do so with yet another Big East player of the year in the fold, but this time it's Kendra Waite, and she has been such a steadying force for you, over a 1,000 assists each of her first three seasons. How rewarding is that to have your setter be the number one player in the Big East this year? Well, you know, Nora and Kendra came in together, and they were two marquee kids, right? And uh, they, Nora sometimes has gotten the acclaim. Uh, and I think Nora would say, Hey, we're, we're a team as is, you know, numerous other people on the team. So it, uh, Nora's injury kept her out. It'll keep her out of all American contention too, just by the lack of numbers on the court. Um, and Kendra is so deserving of these honors. I I don't think she gets too wrapped up in the honors, but Kendra does so much for us. Uh, She really is, um, one of the best athletes to step foot on Creighton's campus. And I'm talking men and women and what she can do physically. Um, she's so quick twitch. She's so fast off the ground. You know, she's, I think, leading our team in digs. That's ridiculous for a setter. You know, she's our best blocker statistically um, for a pin blocker. You know, things that don't usually align with setters, let alone how she's distributing the ball. So she's a pretty special player. But I think the thing that's special about um, you know, speaking to about Nora and Kinder specifically is they are the most unselfish players in uh, humans, I guess would even be a better, you know, it is not about, did I get an award? You know, they're not me centric, Nora would never come in and say, I need more sets. You know, they're both focused on winning and trying to make their teammates better. Coach, I obviously know that your focus is on the first match of the tournament, and that is Colgate, but there is a potential for a rematch versus a Minnesota squad that you saw two and a half months ago in September, a victory for Creighton. Like, What are the pros and cons of potentially seeing a team that you've already seen in the regular season so early in the NCAA tournament, if, if that is to be the case this weekend? Yeah, I mean, if is a big word. Uh, they're going to be playing a really good Utah State team that's seated in front of them, as, as I'm sure you know. Um but I think, you know, it's this, we both have the same pros and cons. They're pretty familiar with our players. Nora did not play in the match that we played against them, so she, she will uh, be a little new change to when we play. But they're playing pretty much the same lineup uh, as they were playing for the most part. Um, we're pretty similar. So both teams have improved a great deal. Um, so, yeah, I think the benefits are on both sides and the, the negatives are on both sides. So if we, if we do match up again, uh, both will be ready. It hasn't even been a full day since you found out that you are playing Colgate in the first match. What do you know about Colgate and what do you'll have to do to get past them? Yeah, I've been watching film this morning and last night. They uh, won the Patriot League, won the conference tournament, won it pretty easily. I think they dropped a set in the tournament. Um, they win a lot. Uh, they their middle blockers have extraordinary blocking numbers. I mean, so they're not a small little feisty team. I think a lot of times people like to assume non-power five teams are these tiny teams, and they're not. They're big across the board. Um, they run a 6-2, so there's no really small blocker. They're very pin-oriented, so that means they set the outsides and the right sides the most. They use their middle uh, when they have opportunities. So they look on film like they serve and pass well. Um and, uh, you know, we'll be up for a battle for sure. Coach, I am partisan to tournaments where there is home court, home field, home ice advantage in the postseason. I think that it makes it a whole lot more fun. What are you expecting from the crowd on Friday and hopefully Sunday as well, or Saturday as well? 
Yeah, our fans have just been unbelievable all year. I think our attendance is up pretty significantly from last year. They're showing up and it's been awesome. And it, it really is, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, you've been in the facility. It's loud and it's, it's such a cool atmosphere. So we have no doubt our Blue Jay fans will pack the house. And, you know, we have to give, fa- we have to give tickets away to the opposing teams. So there'll be pockets of, of fans from all the other teams. But we will uh, appreciate all of our loud uh, fans. And we're hoping the students also come out. And if there's any available, go Creighton.com. Uh, check it out right now. Get your tickets for Friday and for Saturday. And if you can't make it or if you can't get in, ESPN Plus will have the coverage this weekend. Coach Kirsten Bernthal, Booth, Creighton Volleyball. Coach, again, congratulations. This has been an amazing run. And as Coach Mack has told me many times, you are the gold standard of Creighton Athletics. This program is just a winner top to bottom, and it's a large part due to you and all the great hard work that you and your coaches have put in. Well, that's nice. I appreciate it, and I'm fortunate to be surrounded with people much smarter than I am, and I have amazing women on the team, so thanks so much. (laughs) So there was Kirsten Bernthal-Booth, who joined us earlier this week on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. A reminder that whether it's interviews with us on USC, Connor Happer Show, Mornings with Sharp and Hanley, or just any of the regular segments that we do, you can find all of those wherever you download podcasts or at the radio replay page at 1620thezone.com. Again, appreciate Kirsten Berthal-Booth for joining John and myself on USC earlier this week. Great conversation and good luck to the Creighton Volleyball Program as they enter into another NCAA tournament. We will be back next week for another edition of the podcast. For John Bishop, for Connor Happer, I am Josh Peterson. Have a great weekend. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Bravo. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.